Welcome to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of the Holy Girl Habits, wife and mama, and certified life and leadership coach who turned away from corporate life to embrace kingdom leadership. This podcast is for Christian women feeling the weight of their divine callings, grappling with doubts of their leadership abilities, and searching tirelessly for biblically grounded guidance who want to step confidently into their roles as radiant kingdom leaders. Inside, we're going to traverse from those feelings of uncertainty and overwhelming searches, moving toward firm biblical leadership, empowering you to steward your gifts and showing you that you indeed have what it takes. So sister, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's dive in together. Welcome back to the Milk and Honey Podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, and I am really excited today, actually, because I want to dive into sort of this general sort of overview on leadership potential that women have. So y'all know if you've listened to any episode besides this one that I personally really love women in leadership in a biblical context. It is not something, I'm going to give you a quick background on this. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but this is not something I thought I would ever talk about. It's not something I was ever passionate about. It's not something... I was ever interested in. I actually was very legalistic up until probably two years ago. And I felt like I was definitely the woman who was out here preaching that women can only, you know, be a wife and a mother and a homemaker. I was actually, I have a post that is my most popular blog post, and it is on the fact that God does want women to be homemakers. And he does. Titus 2 specifically says we are supposed to care for our homes. However, I, when I first read that passage, and I deal with this a lot, it's probably the number one, if you want to call it like a hate comment that I get, has to do with women in leadership and specifically around Titus 2 and how God says women should be keepers of the home and all these things. And yes, God does say that. God also does not say that's the only thing women are capable of doing. And so I get this comment all the time and I used to agree with it. I used to agree that that was my only capability and that blogging or podcasting or something was like my one little outlet to share that sort of knowledge, even though it goes against everything that verse would say, right? If My true belief is that my only sphere of influence was in my home, then blogging and podcasting would go directly against that. Even if I was sharing that information, it was very counterintuitive. Um, It did not, it just wasn't good. And so I became, seriously, it was like two years ago that I had, and I've talked about this all the time, but I had, I've had some interesting, we're going to call them interesting experiences with male church leadership. So when I was divorcing my first husband, my I had a bishop in a church tell me that running my business was not going to attract a suitable husband and that no godly man would want a woman who runs a business and that I should just go get a job at Target or something to support myself. And now keep in mind, I was living completely by myself. I had a car payment. I was, I had my own apartment. I had, and I lived in Georgia by myself. I didn't know anybody. I had like animals I was supporting. Like I, I had a hefty amount of bills to pay. And so to hear that my only value or that a valuable person would not want me running my business or value me for my intellect was really 
I struggled a lot with that. And when I met Glenn, we both knew. And I and again, like I said, I was legalistic up until about two years ago. So Glenn and I have been married for five years now. And so when I met Glenn, I was pretty legalistic still. And But I did feel like my purpose and calling were at home, right? That's what I was supposed to do. As a woman, I was supposed to keep a home. And so Glenn and I very early on, like, listen, y'all, Glenn and I got married after three solid months of dating, like committed exclusivity (laughs) dating three months. But we knew early on I was going to stay home. No matter what sort of life threw at us, I was going to be the one to stay home. And so we've always made that work, right? We've been married for five years. I've been working for myself now exclusively for six. And no matter what is going on, no matter what ups and downs are happening, no matter what's going on in the business, Glenn has always made sure that I'm at home to pour into the family and take care of things. And it was really cool because he was actually like off for a week. He was working from home for the whole week, didn't have to go into the office or anything. And so he got to see a full week of my life. And there was this deeper appreciation because I do still work, right? I run my mentorship with Girl Power Lines. I still sometimes take marketing clients if the right fit comes to me. And then I'm blogging and I'm podcasting and I'm showing up in all these sort of places. And so he got to see me though in action, right? Where I'm recording podcasts and taking meetings, but then also making homemade pasta, for the family and how that took hours to prep and how I make these things happen in between gaps of time that I have and how I fit home life with a business life. And so it gave him like a deeper appreciation. And so I say all that to say that I'm very fortunate that I have a husband who is completely supportive of me and what I'm doing and the life that I live. And I know that it's not the reality for everybody. And I don't, I don't know that he would have thought that women believe belonged in any type of leadership either up until a few years ago. And it's all in how you interpret scripture. And so I'm going to do like this seven, eight part series. I've mapped it out again. How many things do I have? Seven. I've got seven pieces to this series. And it's not going to be like we did over the summer where you're getting a bunch all at one time, or you're not going to hear from a guest for a few weeks. I'm it's going to be broken up. This week, you'll hear from me. Next week, you actually get to hear from May Fox. She is an incredible two-time New York Times bestselling author, and she's amazing. So I'm excited to bring her on. She's talking about creating a book and sharing your voice and all those kind of fun things. May May is amazing. And so you're going to get it broken up between myself and other women that I think are incredible. I've got somebody coming on, Laurie Allen. She's amazing talking about finances and stewarding your finances as well. So I have some incredible guests coming up. And so I want to give you, today's going to be like a very quick overview of what I want to cover and why this matters. And then we're going to, the following week, so over the next 14 weeks, you will hear um, a little deeper piece of this puzzle. So you guys can always kind of refer back to this one. So the first thing I want to talk about is this biblical basis for women in leadership, because the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention, they met pretty recently. So Rick Warren from Saddleback Church, he was also very anti-women in leadership for a very long time. The SBC is very anti-women in leadership. And so Saddleback recently had a female pastor come. And for a very long time, I didn't think that women belong sharing anything at a church in any way, shape, or form. And so Saddleback got in trouble. 
and Rick Warren came out during that SBC convention during their like conference that they have and said, hey, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. And we're going to dive deeper into this in two weeks. But Rick Warren said, hey, I got it wrong. Like women do have intrinsic value. Women can be leaders. Women can do these things. And he apologized to women all over the globe for putting us into a box. And the SBC didn't like it. And so Saddleback's been kicked out. Elevation has left the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, Stephen Furtick and his church have never once said they left explicitly because of their view on women and leaders, leadership. However, <laughs> Elevation very quickly made a public statement and sent their resignation immediately following a proposal by the SBC to have women in zero leadership positions. And again, I'm going to dive deeper into this next time, but the, what I read, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, send me a DM on Instagram if I'm reading this wrong, but what I read is that the SBC put a proposal out and it's waiting to be ratified, but it would have women in zero leadership positions. So no children's ministry, no youth ministry, no worship leaders, nothing. There would be zero opportunities actually for leadership for women. And so for me, this is a very, this is a very passionate point for me. This is something I get very excited about. It's literally the whole reason I'm writing my book, which is not what I was originally writing my book on. I look back now at what I was going to write my book on and very different people. And I would have been ashamed of the first book that I wrote, to be perfectly honest, because it was very legalistic. This one is very, it's very much Jesus. It's very much who Jesus is. And so I'm excited. So we're going to dive into this biblical basis for female leadership and how the Bible says there's a biblical basis for female leadership. And I don't know if you knew this about me, but I do. I've been working on my MDiv in apologetics and theology. And so I'm going to go deep into it. What do the words actually mean? How are they used in a cultural context? Because I think that's important. Looking at the context of a chapter as a whole, because again, that's important. So we're going to dive into that. Then I'm going to talk about God's plan for you as a leader. So figuring out what your unique purpose and your leadership role is. And we're going to really lean into that. I'm going to share some testimonies from women who have stepped into leadership roles and put those in here so you guys can hear from these incredible women. Then I want to talk about in six weeks, so episode three of this little series will be the modern Christian woman leader. So addressing some of the challenges we face as women and talking about how do we navigate complex demands of modern life while being rooted in our faith? And then how do you balance family and work and ministry and self-care? And how, how do we do all those things? So I'm going to talk about all of those fun things. Then I want to go into limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs for me are everything. I used to think they were fooey. I used to think that it didn't make any sense. I'm like, who in what world does your brain tell you can and cannot do? Like, logically, you know that's true. Logically, you know that you're capable of things. But we do put these limiting beliefs on ourselves. And so we're going to talk about self-doubt and how do you overcome imposter syndrome and what is imposter syndrome and some other kind of limiting beliefs that you might have. And I'm going to leave you that episode. I'm excited with some affirmations and scriptures to empower you as a leader. So that'll be a download that you guys can actually grab, which I'm excited for. Then I want to tap into your unique strength as a leader. Let's recognize and embrace your individual gifts. This is something that 
for me, again, it's really clear in scripture is that when it's talking about fruits of the spirit, when it's talking about gifts of the spirit, it's not gendered. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, oh, only men can speak in tongues. Only women can do X, Y, Z, right? In Joel, it says that your sons and daughters will prophesy, your sons and your daughters. And yet there are many churches where, again, women's leadership is not supported, encouraged, valued, etc. However, the Bible is very clear that daughters will prophesy. God will raise up female prophets. And so we're going to talk about your unique strengths, your unique gifts. We're going to talk about your spiritual gifts and how you can lean in and nurture each and every one of them and feel comfortable in it. That's something I was very uncomfortable with. I have taken a spiritual gifts test probably 20 plus times over the last five years, five and a half years. I've probably taken it like once a quarter I take it. Because I, for a very long time, and my results are consistent. They have never wavered. They are always the same. And I struggled with what they were because I did not feel qualified. I I was like, there's no way. However, I've had other people affirm it. I think I've always known this about myself. And it took me a very long time to accept that this was a spiritual gift that God had given me. And so if you're wondering, and I'll talk about it more, but it is the gift of prophecy. And my husband laughs at me. Not that he laughs at me, but he thinks it's funny because I will just say things. I just know things. There's things that I just know. There's things that I just say. They are always aligned with scripture. Like I'm never saying anything weird, but there are just things that I know that I inherently know. And I've come to be like, oh, that that is the gift of prophecy. I can see things in people. I can see the potential in people. I can see the things that God wants for them. And leaning into that is scary. It was very scary. It was not, this is the first time I think I've ever said that out loud, to be perfectly honest. I think it's the first time I've ever said that out loud. And it took me a really long time to just even wrestle with that. And who am I? Why would I be worthy of such a spiritual gift? And yet it is the one that comes up most often. It is the one God has confirmed. And so, we're going to talk in talk about how do you tap into those spiritual gifts? And what do you do when your spiritual gift kind of scares you? How do you nurture a spiritual gift? What does that look like for you? And so we're going to talk about that. And then week six of this series, I'm going to talk about community. And I want to talk about how do you surround yourself with a supportive community of like-minded Christian women? How do what's the benefit of that? Because I don't know about you, but I grew up a cheerleader and a dancer and girls were mean. Girls were so mean to me growing up. Some of my closest friends, obviously, we've worked through these issues past high school and middle school, but I've had friends be mean and it's hard. And I swore I would never get in community with other women. I was like, I'm not doing that. I have no interest in being in community with other women. This does not excite me. I am not interested. And yet I find myself in leadership in a community of women and I could not be happier. I could not be more grateful for that community. I just had somebody actually message me and say that it is evident that I have been poured into and supported and loved on and that I radiate. And I'm not saying this to say, oh, look at me, but she said you radiate. And if you, 
if this is what that community did for you, then what can that community do for me? If that is, if that's the transformation that you've had, what's the transformation that I can have? And so I say that because I was anti-female community. I was completely against it. And now I love my community and could not imagine my life without them. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is legacy and leadership. We're going to talk about this long-term impact, this eternal ROI, right? How you lead with purpose because you will never know the ripple effect of your leadership and your legacy or your influence. You'll never know. And so we're going to talk about how do you build a legacy. And so I'm excited. I'm just excited to go into this sort of series with you as we go through this, as we talk about these incredible female leaders, as we talk about women who are just doing hard things, women who are stepping into their purpose, people, women who are stepping into just the the next level of what God has for them. And I'm excited to just to have that conversation with you as we do that. So I wanted to just end this with a special little announcement. So this is time sensitive on this one. So I have a 16-week biblical leadership program. So if you're like, I want to be in leadership, I I feel a calling, I want to get involved in leadership, then this is for you. So the next class starts August 21st. So that's a little, it's a little soon, but I'm teaching it actually on September the 12th. So we would meet Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time. It's live. So it's live calls every single week for 16 weeks. And we, there's four main pillars. So we, we break it up over four main pillars. So the first one is on the fact that leadership begins with you, right? And who are you as a leader? Then we're going to go into your finances, which is a little scary. It's a little scary sometimes to do it, but we're going to go into finances and we're going to talk about stewardship. And I can tell you it has made a a radical difference for me. I've done this program three times. I've taught it once. And that piece, it always brings me closer to God. And we always leave feeling better. And I feel like it's how we've been able to weather this economy. Because let's be honest, this economy is not enjoyable, right? The economy is not enjoyable here. So I feel really blessed that I've done that. Then we talk about health, right? Because you can't necessarily steward leadership if you're not taking care of yourself. And then finally, we're going to talk about your influence. And I think that's really incredible, right? That really wraps us up. So I want to share just like some quick testimonials from women who have done this because they're really incredible. So my friend Karen Metam, she posted in our Facebook group and she said, I've done this course four times. And even after the first time taking it, I knew it was something special. I never imagined back then that I would go on to coach it and lead my own group of amazing ladies. The first time I took the course, I was really asking God whether he saw me as a leader, whether he trusted me as a leader. I had a lot of heart healing in that first course over hurts from people in positions of leadership in my life and went from resisting the calling to picking up the mantle and promising God that I would grow into it. And I love her testimonial so much. Let's see here. I'm just pulling. I have so many. So 
My friend Dawn, this is a beautiful one. She said, my marriage was restored and we moved out of our condo after 18 years and into an incredible home this year as a direct result of the awakening in my soul. I also wrote and I'm about to publish my book, which is amazing. It's amazing. Janine Marino, she said, I've always been obsessed with personal development. And for the last 15 years of being a Christian, I've always done Bible studies and read Christian spiritual development books. I'm even a certified Stephen minister. The 16 weeks of Radiant Leadership Academy blew all of that out of the water. I'm a different person. I'm more confident, patient, and Holy Spirit led. I bounce back faster than I ever thought possible. My relationships are better. Our finances are better. It is such a game changer. And so I say that because I think you would love it. If you're listening to this podcast, then you would love this. And so if you're listening to this before the 21st, then come and hang out with me. If you're listening to this before September 12th, then come and hang out with me. So I'm going to be really upfront on the details. So it is $399 to get started. And then it breaks down to $149 a month moving forward on your second month. Right. And there is going to be, and here's the thing, you don't just get access to that. You have 200 other trainings you get. four, And so you'll have the spiritual growth. If you let it will be insane. You will not recognize yourself. The women that I talk to, they tell me they don't recognize me. You will have actionable leadership strategy. There will be community building. There will be mentorship. You will emerge a different person if you let it. And so this is the perfect timing too. starting in August or September. That means you get to end 2023 as the woman you are today. And you get to go into 2024, a more radiant, more confident, more assured woman in her walk with the Lord. And what will that do for you? You get to step into 2024, a completely different person. And so it's a live program. It's live. Like you get to interact and hang out with us and we get to get know you. There's a community that's off of Facebook because everybody gets really intimate. And I'll be honest, I cry so much. I cry so much. I've cried teaching it. I cried more actually teaching it than I did taking it just because I got to watch the incredible transformation on these women's lives. And it wrecked me. Absolutely wrecked me. I keep tissues on my desk now and I was not a crying person before. And this has wrecked me. I cry all the time. I am so much more in tune with who God is and what it is that he desires for me. And I want to invite you. I want to invite you to join the journey. Enjoy and come hang out with me. Technically, I could take as many as the internet will allow. I don't necessarily want to. My last class was intimate. There was like 15, 16 people and it was very intimate. And so I want to keep it at that intimacy level. And I can tell you right now, I think I've already had seven people sign up for it. Before I even talked about it, they signed up. As we finished the last class, they went ahead and signed up for my next class. And I would love to hang out with you. You can check it out just right there in the show notes or go to girlpoweralliance.com slash lemon and you can check all the info out. I would love to see you there, like I said. And thanks for hanging out with me. I'm excited to dive into this topic and you're gonna wanna tune in next week for May May. May is amazing. Seriously, we had the greatest conversation. It was such a fun interview. And so I'm excited for you to get to know May because she is she's just doing something awesome out in the world right now. So Until next time, my friends, see ya. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I am so grateful you were here. I hope this episode has helped you move from feelings of doubt and uncertainty towards stepping confidently into your God-given leadership role, fully equipped with biblical wisdom. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to reach and inspire more Christian women leaders just like you. Don't forget to share your takeaways, post it on Instagram, tag me anywhere you're on social media, and I'll see you next week.